Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is the podcast where we play through indie games from Itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the Itch.io Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million and proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 54, and we have played 151 of the 3,441 games in our bundles, and we promise to play them all. Thank you for joining us today. Oh my god. <laughs> that number, that's the new number. That's the new number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You just added those numbers together, right? Like you added just the numbers of games in the different bundles together. I did, but the reality There's a little is bit of like overlap, not that right? Much. <laughs> I there's not I that much. Overlap? That, yeah, I the number is going to change again as I like subtract that out. I just want to have like an easy way to have it show up so like as we add more stuff to our bundles like i don't have to constantly like manually figure that out so it's maybe gonna drop by like 40 games (laughs) i mean we're gonna play them all yeah of course we absolutely are gonna play them all i mean like you know it's funny because it's like what is three thousand games you know we could do that in an afternoon if we really wanted to just dip our toe you know what i mean like we could just really well i think we could really thing speed. Is we, we just do dip our toes you know what i mean we're in no rush this yeah the the games aren't going anywhere um mm. and we're excited to add more games to it because yeah 100 we promise to play every single game yeah yeah if you have a game in the bundle we will play your game yeah and if, Hell, if you have a game in the bundle, yeah. shoot us a yeah, text. Seriously, we'll, 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 we'll play it. We'll play it and we'll have you on the podcast. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, you, playing any, you playing anything fun lately? Huge breakthrough today. Fantastic breakthrough. Big news. Um, I finally got my um, controller set up going with... Uh, I don't know why I put it off, but I was like, ah, I don't want to play XCOM with a controller and on my exercise bike. Like, that's stupid. Like, who, I don't, who knows how it's going to work? Today, I plugged it in, got on the exercise bike, and then looked up, and it had been an hour and a half without me wow. checking the clock one time. Uh, so I am just playing XCOM. Yep. So do you have like a thing now? Are you going to get buff? No, I wouldn't say buff, but hopefully. Are you going to get felt? Hopefully I'll lose some weight, you know. You're gonna end up with like fucking huge legs. I already have huge legs, so it's it's Yeah, but like <laughs> at like the I know how you play XCOM. Like I know what kind of a headspace you get into when you play XCOM. And if you can then do that into exercise, you're just gonna end up like you're gonna like fucking tear an ACL. Yeah. Like to tear an ACL is is that is the most athletic thing a, a human being can do. <laughs> That's really you're funny. I think it. you might be right. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Um, I'm the only guy who's ever teared an ACL through having sex. <laughs> whoa. Cool. Very cool. No, it's bad. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> um, guys, uh, don't have sex unless you want to, <laughs> in which case, good for you. My uh, my computer saga, you know this, but I'll tell the listeners Last who are. Night, who are... I checked in in person, guys. The saga yeah. and the struggle is real. Eric is, uh, he's got a gorgeous machine just sitting there collecting dust. It's, it's and, heartbreaking. Uh, 
ABS is apparently out of computers. Advanced battle systems. I would. Uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna encourage um, listeners to stay away from them. I almost want to like start. You know how like podcasts? You know when they're successful, they have like advertisements. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like people sponsor them. I almost want to have like anti advertisements in the middle of our podcast <laughs> against uh, this company. They're now mailing me a, a motherboard because they could not replace the pre-built machine that I was supposed to get because they're just out of computers. And I understand that like, you know, there's a whole um, supply chain. There's well, the supply chain. And then uh, like crypto data mining, like uh, crypto mining and shit is like real. And people are just sort of like snatching up graphics cards and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. So I understand that it is complicated, but if I, make a purchase from a company and uh that company you know nobody told that company they need to sell things (laughs) right like you're huge on personal responsibility these days which is just (laughs) in a lot of conversations you're like you know no one told you know hey it's not on me to pay for someone else's gaming pc you know what i mean wait whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) how do you feel about student loan debt Oh my God! I cancel it. Like, what are you talking All about? Right, well, cancel it. Maybe you shouldn't be so hard on ABS. You know? There's no. Just... What? <laughs> that's that's the, the that's they're so different. They're so different. You're right. One's an irresponsible company, and the other is um, a gaming PC group. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh God! What debt. if you asked me? What if you asked me like what I felt about student debt, and I was like. And I just had like such a fucked up opinion. I had my dad's opinion about it. I bet, dude. Yeah. Would you? Would you like? Would we end the podcast? No, right I'd here? be really weirded out and be like, "Let's not talk about that ever again." <laughs> <laughs> I think if that's like the first thing where I've been like, oh, "I don't know about Eric's views on that," you know, I think we're in pretty good shape. Oh, <laughs> uh, should we? Uh, should we get into it? We welcome our old friend, confidant, collaborator, Brian Rodriguez McGovern, back to the podcast this week. Eric, I have a question. Who do you think has like done more work with him? You or me? Like, I it's interesting. I I don't know. I I have no idea. But Eric was on a sketch team with him for a long time. I mean, I was on a sketch team with him in college. Like, we started doing comedy together when we were like nineteen years old. Uh, and you stopped and then, when you were what, like twenty four? Twenty, yeah, yeah. And I started doing and then comedy with started... him in twenty ten, and then stopped in like twenty fifteen. Well, it's also, I mean, I, this is like going to become a boring conversation when you ask, like, you know, is improv <laughs> like what? What do you consider work when you're doing improv? All with right, somebody? we'll do the bonus, but bonus pod. <laughs> Uh, Our cause this week is Chinatown Community for Equitable Development, or CCED. CCED was founded in March 2012 through the support of community activists, residents, business owners, workers, and youth in Chinatown. The organization formed in the wake of a campaign to stop Walmart from moving into Chinatown, Los Angeles. Today, CCED works with residents to build a Chinatown with affordable housing, good jobs, a green environment, open recreational spaces, and quality education for all. Find out more at www.ccedla.org or at CCEDLA on Twitter. 
that is awesome. Uh, if you donate and send proof to BundleBuddiesPodcast at gmail.com, we will shout you out on the show. Did Brian pick that uh, organization? Um, no, he didn't. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, that's crazy because he's on the board for Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i love uh, from arkansas uh brian rodriguez mcgovern <laughs> i love brian so much this is this is a fun one this is a very fun one uh let's get it underway brian welcome back to the freaking podcast oh my god oh my god thanks so much for You're having the, me the first three pete Hey, uh, who does three better than me, right? <laughs> I don't. What is that? What? <laughs> you know that saying? No. Who that's does not... three better than me? Was that like what Michael Jordan like a... used to say after he had won three rings or something like that? You know, I was hoping something was going to come out and it would be either memorable or. It was certainly um... memorable. Well, I'm just going to say I'm happy to be here for a third time. Third time's the charm, and who's more charming than Mr. Three himself, Brian Rodriguez McGovern. Thanks for being oh on the podcast. Oh, my buddy. God. He did it. You know, Brian and I got together last night, and we drank a couple beers. What? Oh, he no. did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's so fun. close to me. I always forget how close you are. You're literally – it's like a 12-minute walk. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's shameful actually that um yeah we it's don't shameful that we don't live together. <laughs> we should get we, a place together. Place I mean, practically do at this point. <laughs> I mean, we could. That'd be so awesome, Eric. You, do you want to get a place with us? Wait, I'm invited. Yeah, but yeah, no, let's get an apartment. <laughs> no wives and wives and girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a yeah. thing? Yeah. Wait. Who it's does three British better thing. than me is a thing, and Wags is a thing. <laughs> who does three, who does three so better much. than me it may or may not be a thing. Wags is most certainly a thing, and it yeah. feels in in London town. Wags. Bro. Hey, what's up with Wags, Wags then? Oh, what's all Wags then? Wags then? Oh, oh my God! I will destroy you. Makes so much more sense yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, they're always saying, "Who does three better than me?" <laughs> Because you're our first time on the podcast, Brian, we've never been in this situation before. Yeah. We've completely plumbed, we've mined the extent of, of what we got, you know, from from your video game experience. Is there anything you know? You know everything, everything you know. You know everything you need to know about well, me. What's really nice about this podcast is I remember absolutely nothing about any of our conversations that we've had so far. <laughs> so we could just so have it. We could just absolutely again. have it over again. No, but I did. I did. Uh, I was thinking uh, because you know one of the games that we we played is sort of a marquee is sort of a marquee game. It's a marquee platformer. I was like, oh. Did you what I have a question. Are you guys ready for my Please. question? Like I prepared one question. Yeah. Do you guys have like a uh like memorable memorable platform game experiences? Do you have do you have anything like that? Mm. Like growing up. Was there was there like a like I loved I remember I mean like 
platform games were like my shit for a second for a right? very long like time Mario. those were the game those were what you played like if you played something that wasn't a yeah. platformer you were like what what this is crazy this? i mean that's almost why like role-playing games were i thought were so special yeah, right like right. that's why role-playing games became my favorite type of game was it was like the first time that i wasn't playing a platformer yeah and i think it's interesting because in my mind there was no such thing as platform because that's what a video game was like there was sure. like options yeah. like what a video game looked like is you know you run guy running. this way yeah, yeah you jump over on things um yeah. i we bought the the hook movie hook the movie the video the game. the like, nes so game robin williams yeah, yeah. um and it is a memorable video game experience because it was the worst video game that I ever played as a child. And it was one of those things where we had purchased it. So I played it so much. And the game was truly baffling because you would run around and and there was no like real objective to it. it like there was no like, oh, you just move from the left to the right. And then you like, you know, kind of like you know, like Mario, like every other good platform game is just sort of like, you just get to the goal and then you're done. This, you had to like run around inside of the world until it sort of, it seemed like arbitrarily started saying exit. And then you could go to where the exit was in the game. But it was like, the reason why you were told to exit the game was just like random. It was awful. It was so, so they put bad. you in a room and had you run around until, it sounds until like it was, it was like, like daycare it was just kind of like <laughs> putting a kid in a situation just running him through the rigmarole until he gets tired like, okay next thing all right that was That's fun so wasn't it let's go on to the next thing here we go i am um... are you talking about my question you're t- you're saying let's move on from my question no no oh, no i have i got i'm locked and loaded i'm uh, let's hear okay. let's hear yours right. bry uh so my memorable platformer experience was there was a video store, uh, like Video Villa. Wow, or dating ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking, uh, for the younger viewers at home, a video was a big stone that we rolled up a hill, and uh... stores were a thing you could go outside to and speak into the face of another human being who would also. Masklessly yeah. speak into your face as and well. And for those and from a couple of years in the archive, human beings were things that, uh, <laughs> that played us. And, <laughs> but uh, uh, so, like, it was not uncommon for during the Super NES days to like rent a game, or, or that was always like our goal as small children, my brother and I, was to get my dad to like give us four dollars to rent a game or however uh-huh. much it costs it was like you know my dad would be like oh i'm running some errands and i might go by the video store like you would go and like be saintly like in all of the errands <laughs> because then it was like maybe if we go to the video store he'll let us rent a game and that was like basically the only thing i was interested in <laughs> as a child that was like to be good to get a video game rental uh-huh. and for some reason I was like not a good kid at this point in time. So it was like off the table that I was going to get a video game. Uh, and I wanted to play the seven up cool oh, spot yeah. video game. So bad. The, yeah. the little red to the kids, to the viewers at home, <laughs> seven up 
before this is before make seven up yours this yeah. is and this is before sierra missed you know this is before uh, <laughs> that's I'm right there was a time life. before sierra missed <laughs> i remember when sierra missed was invent- invented <laughs> yeah okay sorry go ahead so, Continue. So this is way back paint when, the picture but... for the 12 year old listeners that we have <laughs> Or maybe just that people forgot that there's a little red dot in the 7-Up logo. And then for a certain amount of time, uh, there were commercials where the, the dot would come to life. <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> like, he was a cool guy. Like, he was like a Joe Camel, kind of like Bart Simpson. It was like, you know, every every guy could skateboard and wear backwards hat and had cool sunglasses. Cool and spot was no different. Cool spot was no different, yeah. And he had like the deal with it glasses. <laughs> That's like where they're from. Uh, and there was a video game that I desperate. I guess I just I, the branding got me, and I thought this guy was cool. I wanted to play this video game so bad, and I like basically burned a bridge with my dad to get it. What? Like I was like he was like not budging, and I was like I'm a little too old for this, but. I'm gonna make I'm I'm gonna be a brat in the video oh, store. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! And I was a brat in the video store, and he got me the game. Like after much, he was like for real, <laughs> oh. and he got me the video game, and I played it, and it, it, it sucked. It was it was completely buggy. It was <laughs> yeah. like not a real video. Game. It was like total, there was like mice. It was just like I thought he was gonna be in this cool world of Seven Up. <laughs> And he just like came to life out of a can and was like running on the floor. <laughs> and there'd be like mice and like shoestrings and like marbles on the So you really and... like projected your brain like into the game in terms of like this is what it's gonna be like. I can't wait to play in like the soda universe or something. Yeah, like that. I was so excited about whatever this game was gonna be. And yeah, it was like the most, it was like a guy looking at his feet and he designed a video game like based on that. Yeah, That's so like, funny. I had, so I had that game for Game Gear and I have only fond memories of it. Like jumping, like bopping around on it. Like you could like bounce, like your spot would bounce or whatever. I don't know. Maybe wow. it was something about having like a very tiny screen. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a better game. I don't know. You are a sucker for '90s bad boys. That's like kind of your whole personality. You know what I mean? It's true. And maybe if I went, maybe it was a cool game, but I felt rotten because of what I did to get (laughs) it. That's right. (laughs) So maybe it is fun. I don't know, guys. I think Kevin McAllister in uh, in Home Alone Two goes like we were watching it over over Christmas, and he goes sick. (sighs) And I was like, oh, no, I say, you know, what's kind of uh, shocking that you to mention that is that the game that I was thinking about when you brought up the cool spot game is the Home Alone SNES game, (laughs) which that was a fun game. That was fucking fun. You're just playing Kevin McAllister running around the house, setting traps and getting things ready. slide under people's legs and stuff because at one point in the movie he slides under somebody's exactly. legs. Just a bunch of like, the dirtiest guys you've ever imagined sitting in a board like a disgusting like office complex in, you know, Orange County in the nineties, like figuring out like, okay, so what are the key mechanics in this game? It's like, well, in the movie, here are some of the points that we've identified that, you know, are really stupid. Well, you know what? I- 
And honestly, it's like, I bet they only had a trailer and a short amount of time. And they're like, okay, what do we know about this McAllister kid? We didn't get a script. This movie's not out. We're not allowed to know anything about it. Uh, he slides under a guy's leg. So I guess that's pretty important. <laughs> One dude was like, it should be a dating sim about him and the pigeon lady. <laughs> No, we're not. Pigeon no. Lady is the second uh, one. No. First one is the the weird old guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It should be a dating with scene weird about old him guy and the weird old guy who's with estranged a child from and his an family. adult. <laughs> you need to. Did leave. you watch it? Or I mean, it's technically a Christmas movie. So we just came out of the holidays. Did any of you guys watch Home Alone as a Christmas movie this year, by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Camille had never seen it before. The first one. Neither. Wow, that's. I mean, it's pretty charming. I went to like go get dinner, and she was like, "I'm. Can I stay home and watch the fight?" I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like I'll go get dinner." Though it was just sort of on TV. Oh, that's like, she so had never... funny. So she has like, if I leave, I'm gonna miss this. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice way to watch something. We've lost it. We've, With we, commercials, we've lost so yeah. much. <laughs> What a nice we we lost so much things like Cool Spot that he was so ubiquitous in our culture. We made a video game and we wanted cool to Spot, play it. the Noid, all of the all of your favorite sort of junk food mascots that were interesting that I didn't really understand. Yeah, um, something about the Brian, pizza guy from Little Caesars. Did they ever Caesar. make a pizza pizza little guy Caesar. from Little Caesars video game? They must oh have. yeah, Little Caesar. <laughs> little Caesar. The little but yeah, we need to we can't <laughs> blow over that you said the little guy. The little pizza guy from Little Caesars. Like like he is as if his name is Little Caesar. Was he oh, was he the little Caesar? Did the did they did the Domino? Did they make one for the Domino from Domino's? Did Domino have an mm-hmm. interesting Domino was the Noid, right? That was the Noid. And then oh, it's that not guy, a Domino? No, it was the Noid. And then, uh, unfortunately, a guy whose last name was Noid thought that T- Domino's was making fun of him. And um, I, I believe he uh, committed a crime in, oh, no. in retaliation. And the Noid quietly went away. <laughs> oh, no. There was a Noid video game. <laughs> yeah, there was. I had it on an emulator. <laughs> it's pretty <Whoa>. bad. <laughs> Um, that's what an incredible genre of games that we may never get back really just like the maybe the last one i remember hearing about was burger king put out a bunch of when they had the branding campaign for the king you know remember that that character mm -hmm. oh uh put out a bunch of xbox games they had like (laughs) he's like sneaking around trying to steal stuff or something like that and they should make like a Game of Thrones Xbox game with the king from Burger King. Like it and where it's only as DLC you could play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but like in yeah, like like uh Elder Scrolls, uh like a massive medieval game, but you're just the king. I mean, truly yeah. like you know, extended universe games. You're like fighting burgers in the woods. Uh, universe games yeah. are so big right now. They could make like a Smash Brothers with all these nineties like brand icons. You know what I mean? Oh so it's like annoyed fighting cool spot, fighting the king. Oh, I guess I think I like the WB Brian. is some shit like that. <laughs> I like the WB is putting out something like that. I think, uh, or oh. my friends were just joking about it and how cool that would be. But it well, might there is happen. going to be yeah, and I think it's like you can be like Bugs Bunny, 
and also SpongeBob and like Game of Thrones of characters. It's basically like the whole, yeah, the whole Warner Brothers yeah. library. And it looks like a Smash Brother format with like the floating platforms and everything. That's so funny to go from like Space Jam 2, which is just sort of like, I don't like what is Space Jam 2? Like what, like, <laughs> it, like as an, as a thing, what is it's, it's almost like, do you guys remember? Okay. When you rented, um, like Batman on VHS and Bugs and Daffy would come out at the very beginning of it and would tell oh, you about like a yeah. brochure you could order from Warner Brothers that then like you could order, you know, we're talking the original from... Batman, right? Like 89 Batman. Yeah, I yes. do. I do remember yeah. that. I don't remember very much about it, but I remember that. Space Jam is the like cinematic version of the brochure that you could yeah. have ordered from Bugs and Daffy at the time. Honestly, Space Jam was it was a disappointment that they didn't introduce an actual streaming platform where we could enjoy all of the amazing characters and IP we saw. Because it kind yeah. of felt like they did. It was like, oh, this is great. I would love to watch the Flintstones and then Game of Thrones and like and maybe play a little basketball game and and it, they should have just like they should have, have just like stopped for five minutes and been like, okay, here's what you got to do now is just go onto your phone and download the streaming platform and we'll wait. And I would that would be great. And they didn't do it. They kind of blew it. They uh, they it was as if it was going to be a commercial like and presenting WB now streaming on all their apps. And they're like, oh shit, actually all you can't do that. They're all on like different platforms. Everything. Most I. I think a lot of it's on HBO Max, right? That's the deal. That is Time Warner's streamer. Like, yeah. So a lot of but, it is. But there. you're right. I don't think the Flintstones is on there. Can you even stream the Flintstones anywhere? I'm wow. sure. I'm sure. What a you fucking can. travesty. This, can we just can this the rest of this podcast be us without Googling anything like you know, sort of like theorizing where we could stream the Flintstones. <laughs> Just talk about maybe things, maybe like Tubi. I hear about Tubi and Tubo a lot. Crackle? Yeah, maybe Crackle. Oh, God. Have you guys watched anything on Crackle? What even is that? That's like Sony, right? Sony owns Crackle or something like that? I don't know. That was like a weird offshoot. I feel like that was like a college humor <laughs> streaming thing. Like, you know, it's start, like, I feel like Crackle was like a funnier die competitor, and now like it has like fifty cent produced dramas. <laughs> like, I don't totally understand what it is. It's such a goofy name for something, you know? Crackle. I guess Hulu is pretty goofy too. Hulu, Crackle. I mean, every yeah, everything's okay, called wait, like Boom, Voodoo, All right, I'm gonna put us on track, Brian. Mocha you play latte. We're talking Let's... video games. Brian, you play a lot of NBA 2K22. Yes. Am I, yes. Am I right? Am that I is right? correct. I would primarily um... play NBA 2K22 <laughs> in, in terms of my video game playing. It's 99% of what I play. Yeah. What, um, how's, how's your team? Well, I think we had – you asked this question last episode, and yeah, I had to correct had you and update. say I don't really play as a team. I play as a player. Like, my player is the most popular mode in NBA 2K. Okay. Uh, so you create, as I call him, my little guy, which <laughs> I, think, I think we talked about on the last episode. Um, I create a little guy every year 
who is always some kind of grotesque version of myself as created by the face scan app that doesn't improve year to year uh, to, to make your own player. So the idea is you like hold it, it scans your head and then it like creates an avatar for you to like build off of. And it just is so frightening every year and I don't change it. I don't make any edits. I think some people might use it as a template and then like narrow in, not me. It's, it is this bloated carcass of a man that is as skinny as possible and as tall as possible. <laughs> so, um, and and uh, and so so my guy this year, uh, his name is Brian Mick Swishmas. Uh, yeah, so you can find me. I will ignore your requests to play online. Uh, this is a me Do thing. You ever play online? What's the multiplayer like on it? Uh, the multiplayer is bad. If you don't have people to play mm. with, like if you don't have like a squad of people who are at your same talent level, it's, it's actually kind of hard to to get deep into multiplayer. Oh, that's so interesting. The, the other way to do it is to just play as a team and you can always just like play now and it's like a full game. But I kind of like playing five on five where you're like one guy in like a rec league. Team. Oh, wow. So like, you, you need to have fun. like nine other people you're playing with at the same time. Or you need to have like a like a lot of people have like four other people they play with like and or like like different groups of people so they basically it's five it's always five on five or three on three or two on two so it's like you kind of need to have a couple guys that you play with but like I like to play it like in the middle of the night or like at weird times and like it's not really conducive <laughs> to like fostering relationships with people called like young hustle 6969 <laughs> i don't know i think young hustle 6969 is exactly the type of person you should be playing with <laughs> and building a friendship with yeah. i mean just like as far as like fucking grotesque like online video game usernames go like that's pretty yeah i mean that's, having that's four having person. four people like uh, when i was like wow you need 10 people it's like no you only need the four people on your own team doofus <laughs> yeah. you're not dunking on I, me right there given what we're talking about but i, would play, I mean that's fine i play I mean, you know i can i can muster four people sometimes i'll never play your weird basketball rpg but you know it's out there <laughs> But that's that is such a way to yeah it is i guess a basketball mmorpg yeah. i guess that is what it would be because you so, walk around like you walk up you live in a cruise ship this is okay let's talk about this is this is what the podcast should be about me talking about this year of nba 2k22 <laughs> on the on, on the old gen the bubble gen. or anything like that did they do that uh no because well they're actually doing the anti-bubble. They put everyone in the world who plays NBA 2K on a cruise ship together. <laughs> it is an infinitely large, ever-expanding, unending uh, uh, cruise ship filled with giant apartments for each little player who has a full-court basket in there. So to, to think of the scale of this cruise ship... <laughs> Is is fucking daunting. This is a space colony. Yeah, this is the of only men who are taller than six feet tall. <laughs> this is like uh, Wally. You know, the humans left the Earth and went around and just became basketball playing Spartans. Yeah, it's like and what's it's just... predicted at the end of Doctor Strange. He's like, <laughs> we'll have multiple women for each man. <laughs> It's like that, but it is only like 
the gooniest guys you've ever seen in your life who are like seven feet tall, like sprinting. You can't walk in the game. You're, so everybody's just sprinting up and down the halls of this cruise ship. And you have to like go to the concierge and stuff. Like it's like you are have there, to walk are around. There, are there women? Is it only men? Um, this is, is a men's know? cruise. Uh, <laughs> no, I think on, on next gen, I think there are women like you can play the WNBA and that's actually really fun. Cause the mechanics are really different and, and it plays like a WNBA game where it's like, it's more about like passing and like, the, like flow and pace. And it's like, uh, it's a totally unique game. They do a good job, but the cruise ship is filled with only men. <laughs> Like the like the most like aggressively straight men you could imagine. <laughs> like and you like pick clothes and all the clothes are like ugly like normal guy clothes. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like khakis and like a, a blue shirt or like Joker clothes. And, Is there a buffet? They they should let. There is a restaurant that I haven't gotten access to. I think it's a it's like does, a premier like player thing. And there's a maitre d that stands out in front. And he's like, does, "Oh, we actually aren't open right now, sir." Oh damn! You gotta get that. You also gotta unlock the uh, the Second City Improv team. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do some audience participation. <laughs> do some old. Uh, some old sketches from uh this is this little thing uh 20 year olds uh who are millionaires living on a cruise ship uh this is called pictionary <laughs> and you might recognize <laughs> the writers <laughs> man i that uh, sounds insane it really i i how long until you think they'd really do set it in like a space colony you know what i mean like how many years away well, are that'd we? be awesome well, I think so. The reason why they're doing this is the, the next gen and the current gen are pretty different versions of the game. Like mm -hmm. you have like a totally different pool of who you're interacting with. And I think it's kind of like last year, the current gen really sucked. Like they really phoned it in. I think like because of the pandemic and because they were working on like the stuff for PS5 and Xbox X or whatever. And so this year, I think they were like, we have to make it like fun and mm. weird. So they put it in this cruise ship where what they've been doing the past couple of years on current gen is they have the city that's, and it's like a massive city. That's what I remember hearing about is like, you're walking around a weird ass city where there's, you can go like, somewhere. yeah, and you have a huge yeah. city. And there's a, yeah, and you can go shopping. You shop at Swags, but you can do that at the in the cruise ship too, of course. Oh, of course. Oh my God, Sw trust yeah. me, Swags is back. <laughs> you like try on your ugly little weird clothes, and they sell like streetwear. You can get like Supreme. That to shirts, me feels like know, that's like <laughs> anyone who plays video games and is like oh, the, like and is like into NFTs. It's like that's what they're thinking the application of the NFT is. They're like, oh yeah, it's like a, it's I could just buy my own supreme shirt in the game and no one's gonna have it you know uh, that's exact oh my god yeah 2k is like an nft yeah, marketplace completely. basically yeah it's so stupid it's amazing i am it, it's been really interesting to just watch people who are like developers talk about how stupid like that is specifically because the whole idea is from like a developer scaling perspective if you're building skins, skins are available for everyone. So if you do that, then basically like uh, you have a bunch, like a dedicated person making something that everyone can use or work towards. Like it goes into a pool that's available for everyone. If right. you have 
people working on making individual things, the cost of it has to be so high, you know, to justify it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like there, no one's going to buy the individual things that are NFTs that are being created by these people in these games because like the, the labor to create it would be like so intensive. It, it, it just, yeah. it, it won't work, which is fascinating. I wonder if they're right about that, you know, like if it's just going to completely flop in that way. Now is this is this NFTs as a whole or like th that there could be a gaming component? This is NFTs. gaming component of NFTs. So the idea yeah. is like oh, yeah. you know, basically the 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 simplest application of NFT of an NFT in a game like this is like oh, it's a private skin. So it's like I I buy right. this item or this skin that then no one can have. No one has access to. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be so expensive, but I guess NFTs are like hilariously inflated, exactly. anyways. So Maybe. as long as people are willing to pay a stupid amount of money for it, like I think it could exist. Oh my know. god! Now would I spend tens of thousands of dollars to make my little guy yeah. be Absolutely. happy? Absolutely. There's no yes. question. And yeah. I have. <laughs> I don't know, but the thing is, is like I don't know that I've ever encountered another player in a game with a specific skin and been like oh i want that skin i guess though you know you I know mean, what like in apex legends you do encounter people who have the same skin that you have and you're like oh damn like i do want a weird uniqueness a eric sometimes. i, I was the exact same way about skins because to me they actually break the integrity of the universe of the game you know, where it's like, <laughs> I, I got really into Overwatch yeah. and was like, when people wear, like, people wear, like, goofy-ass skins. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like I'm fighting in, oh, like, uh, against Overwatch oh, that's You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this is this is a yeah. contest between a good side and a bad side. I'm, and I'm the good side, and we're fighting against the bad side in this thing. And then when someone's wearing, like, a weird you know pith helmet ex like santa yeah, claus exactly. it's oh, like yeah. <laughs> what what are we even doing here folks you know yeah you know what it, isn't that weird how it humanizes the other side <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's not so easy to pull the trigger you just want an anonymous guy you know what but every guy you kill in real life has spent ten thousand dollars on their santa claus nft hat in nba yeah, 2k they're all people. Uh, man. Can we move on? Is it okay? Can we just move yes. on? Can we We're move on, on to the, the rest of the games? On. Let's do some freaking games. Okay. Uh, does anyone need to go to the bathroom or anything like that? I'm great. I'm better than great. I am good as well. I was thinking about like getting a little bit more to drink, and then I was like, actually, that's a terrible idea. This is this is a, a an appropriate amount to be drunk for a podcast <laughs> anymore. And I'm just hanging out and having a good time with my buds who apparently had beers yesterday <laughs> without inviting their good friend, Eric. You got to live in the neighborhood, dude. You know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. I live so close to you guys. Now, Eric, we would often, I feel like we would often get a neighborhood drink and not include Alex when we were in the same neighborhood. Okay, that's a good point. Thank you. That actually so makes sorry, me feel Alex. a lot better. And also worse. And it happened a lot. And we had great times. Epic times. Also, Memorable Alex and I are hanging out tomorrow. So that's fine. Are we? Yeah. What are we doing? That's cool. We're like looking at dumpsters. Oh, that's right. We are doing that. Right. Dumpsters for you, Brian. Anyway, this. <laughs> well, as long as I'm connected to it. <laughs> yeah, you get to stand by this dumpster. I thought because our wives were hanging out, I was like, "Are we supposed to go to IKEA too?" And I was like, "Are they hanging yeah, out?" Yeah, they're tomorrow? going to IKEA together. 
You heard it here first, folks. Podcast hosts' wives <laughs> go to Ikea tomorrow. Oh, the wags go to Ikea. <laughs> yeah. Ikea. <laughs> wags, that's like a little stool you can get at Ikea, right? <laughs> Okay, folks, we played three games this week. They were very good games. This is, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. These were not random games. I kind of handpicked them. Um, why don't we start with, um, let's start with the one that Brian said uh, when I saw him yesterday when we were getting beers. Uh, he played the most of. That is Cloud Gardens. This is from the World Land Trust Bundle uh, by Noeo, a simulation puzzle 3D abstract art game. Uh, low poly pixel art single player a chill game about using plants to overgrow abandoned wasteland dioramas harness the power of nature to overgrow lo-fi scenes for urban decay and manufactured landscapes create small plant covered dioramas of brutalism impeded by planting seeds repurposing hundreds of discarded objects and creating unique structures uh, for nature to reclaim uh, yeah so basically you get little seeds and uh, you've got these like urban decay kind of wastelandy sort of uh landscapes and then you plant the seeds on them and uh and then you get you get like garbage and you put the and every time you place the garbage yeah. down it like it helps to grow the plants and it's so fun it's really <laughs> really fun it's a really this fun game, game is very fun uh, I don't know how if I agree with the the misinformation that littering causes <laughs> Plants well, this, yes, garbage makes plants grow. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that is the major conceit of the game, which you could pick apart, but uh, <laughs> it was so fun. And I don't even, it, it was such a cool moment in a game, which you could just play and it's visually interesting right away. Mm. So you're not really concerned about what's going to happen or what you have to do and you just kind of discover it organically i mean there's text like plant the seed but like how the seeds and the and the items and the environment interact with each other uh took a really long time for me to understand but i wasn't i was enjoying figuring it out which is so cool yeah the yeah. progression and the scope was really interesting too because you start out in these sort of small little things that are just meant to teach you kind of one like app. what was the first one like a stop sign yeah exactly like that. exactly it's yeah. just like the small little thing and then the next thing is like a little bit bigger it's like you know a bigger sign where you have to plant more seeds and like put more signs up or something like that and you're sort of just gradually like learning more about the world and how to interact with it and then before you know it you're in these big spaces um and the, kind of the last thing the game teaches you is like oh by the way you don't just have to like you you can scatter trash willy-nilly that's totally fine but you can also be very intentional about it and create like little scenes and dioramas and stuff like that and try to make it look pretty and symmetrical and that's mm. actually even better like that will give you more stuff there was this interesting moment i i don't i i, I only played maybe i'm not sure how many more levels there are i played maybe like seven or eight of the little sort of individual scenes kind of a thing mm -hmm. um and there's this moment you're at the top of a uh, concrete block and beneath you, there's like the sort of like bare area and you put down like a seed in the middle of the concrete block on the top. And then you have two chairs and two garden gnomes. 
Um, and I put down, I put down the two chairs, and then by putting the garden gnome directly on the chair, like having it sort of like be like it's sitting down there, it gave me a higher completion percentage to move on the level than it would have if I just put it somewhere else. Like it was like a combo. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, oh, that is a component too. Is that basically you're trying to cover a certain percentage of the scene with greenery to be able to move on. Is that what it is that you're covering is because I couldn't quite figure out what the mechanic was that like led to completion. I I couldn't tell if it was like the number of seeds you sucked up or if it was like about covering the. uh, Usually you suck up the seeds after completion. (laughs) (laughs) Can I swear? Can I swear on this podcast? Can I swear? I fucking hope so. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this Nobody too. has an actual answer. It's only <laughs> joke answers on this podcast. What the fuck? I was asking for real. No, this is. I mean, like, can you rephrase the question? Uh, no, I, I wasn't. Too, I wasn't sure what. The, I wasn't it. sure what <laughs> made complete. The answer to your question is yes. It is the amount of like green okay. that covers the the scene. As far as as far as okay. I can tell, that's the what happens. Second is... question: Can you explain Brian's joke to me? <laughs> Um. Yes. Well, I'll do it while we're while our wives are at IKEA tomorrow. <laughs> Life with Anton. Uh, great. Um. It. It's such a. This is such a like uh, post bath game, right? Like, yes. This is, this is a post bath game. Like, take a bath. Uh, chill out. I don't. I, yeah. I don't have much more. Well, yeah, it's really... interesting. The one of the things about it that I really like is it's it's sort of it's pixelated and low poly, but more not like SNES versions of that. Sort of like more like an N sixty four, but mm, it yeah. does this thing now that is so prevalent and so great. But it's intentionally sort of like poor graphics, but the graphics have rendering is so good now that even that it, it looks way better than it would have been able to look back when, you know, something like this would have been commonplace, if that makes sense. Like the decisions yeah. they make to make it look pretty and nostalgic and the design choices they make are all sort of rooted in this very intentional, um, not like this is the best thing that we can do. So we're going to do it, but like, this is like what we like to make. And so we're going to make kind of the best version of it. And I yeah, love, I really love that. that. I love it. Yeah, it was like the perfect amount of detail mm-hmm. so that you don't get kind of bogged down in the detail of like you're you're building a scene basically. Mm-hmm. You're building like and that's great. I didn't hear that explanation of you're building a diorama mm-hmm. and they, they're giving you the pieces and the idea is the, the better you place the pieces, like the more is gonna grow. And within that it's like perfect amount a perfect amount of detail. So it's like still disposable so it has to be simplistic so you're not like spending all this time on it and like you're saying you can basically like spin it around three-dimensionally you're like interacting with this like this place and the rendering is so smooth that it it feels like like a very modern game yeah it doesn't feel like a retro it's not like a retro scroller like Mm -hmm. maybe another game we have to talk about (laughs) is but uh it just feels so modern and cool. I don't know. And the mu- yeah. also the music is so nice. Just it's like, like lo-fi beats to study yeah, to. You're just, you're, <laughs> it's just like truly a game to vibe to. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is vibes. This is vibes. But this game is a big mood. How 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 much did you play, Brian? Uh, I played maybe like 
12 of the puzzles oh so quite okay. I, spent some, I spent some time yeah. on them because i i kind of again because i was just kind of discovering i didn't realize i was like what i was trying to accomplish i was just kind of like staying a long time on some of these maps which was really yeah. fun but yeah uh, yeah so i spent some time and i'll spend more time but i wonder how big the game is is that maybe what you're gonna well i was because i got to i think like the second you know this I don't know if it's like the second word or I got to a point, I think you've got, you, you went a little bit farther than I did, but there's a point where it started. I started to feel the, like the puzzle constraints where like for the very early part of the game, it kind of just lets you just sort of have, have at it. And then there's a point where it's sort of like, no, you've sort of run out of materials. Yeah. Like you you didn't do the puzzle. You have to reset. Right. Correctly. Um, Oh Yeah. Like a game and, over, basically. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm just sort of wondering because what I, what I like most about it is that it is when it doesn't feel like a game, right? Like usually I I make the the critique that it's like oh there's not much of a game here, right? And it's like uh <laughs> like but this there's not much of a well. game here, and that's so great. And the more when it does introduce like game qualities like the sort of scarcity to it, I was like. Oh, I kind of just—it's <laughs> a I disappointment kinda, almost. Yeah, like I was just yeah. like, oh, I kind of just like making these little dioramas. Here. Dude, why are you like making this a thing, man? Like, why can't <laughs> you just chill, developers? Like, let me just. There is a free play mode that you can go in there that is sort of like separate yeah. from those things. I didn't check that out, but maybe I should check that out. When, yeah, when Creative you mode. when you complete a level, you get like the different trash on that level to now oh, use yeah, in the, yeah. the free play mode if you want to. So if there was but some trash, trash you especially liked, you know. You <laughs> all over LA, man. Those this gnomes, game encourages us just to throw it wherever and just and like flowers are gonna grow on it. Yeah. Those gnomes made little sounds too, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um the 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 one the the to to counter your point, Brian, about throwing trash growing everywhere. I think this game presupposes that we're gone. You know what I mean? So you are some. What do you co- mean? I feel like it's you know we're creating the wreckage of a post-human landscape in this thing. <laughs> post-human landscape? What are you talking? Why would that happen? Okay, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I hadn't I hadn't thought to think about how ridiculous that was. Uh, would, let's get to final God thoughts. Make us... <laughs> why would the game make me relax but also sad? Oh God, Brian, what are your final thoughts on Cloud Gardens? Oh. Uh, I, I want it. My final thoughts is I want to play it not on a PC so I could take it with me. I want a mobile <laughs> version because it's I, it's really fun. I really like the game. Uh, so and I would play it. Those are my yeah. final thoughts. That's a play. Alex? Oh, you know, your daddy's a play. This is great. This is like a peak post bath game. Great graphics, great sound. Um, and it's it's like the barest not the barest like i i hit a reset screen at one point too like i spent like maybe 15 minutes fucking around on this specific diorama and then was like oh i i didn't do it and I, <laughs> I but i learned a lot through that process and then went back into it and got it the next time going through and i really had fun and i'll definitely play this again this is like a, a great way to while away like a half hour and just be cozy yeah yeah uh i'm i'm also a play on this uh i didn't uh I didn't smoke any weed while I was playing this game. That's and shocking that that's to me because I feel that's like a big bummer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 big old bummer. I'm actually I'm kind of upset that you slid this game in 
while we were also playing Celeste, which is the game that I sunk so much time into. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish that I could have just like really buried buried some time into. It. Also, like, still haven't gotten my graphics card for the new computer oh, yet, but I, Louise. but I like figured out that I could play games still without the graphics card. It's just you know not not as beautiful as it can be. Um, but this this uh, played very well on my new computer. So Ooh. let's uh, let's talk about that game you mentioned because this week we fucking ripped the damn bandaid off and played Celeste, one of the flagship games from the uh, bundle for racial justice and equality. Uh, this is from Maddie Makes Games, a platformer game. Help Madeline survive her inner demons on her journey to the top of Celeste Mountain in the super tight handcrafted platformer from the creators of the multiplayer classic Towerfall. I mean, this is like, this is a, a capital G game. This is like, for, I think it yeah. came out in 2017 and won all kinds of award and awards and got all kinds of hype. It's a really uh, impressive, cool, landmarky sort of game. I and yeah. It's a. Have I mean, it's have, a platformer. Have you played it any? Any? Have you played it before we uh, brought it on the pod? No. No, I had seen it. I I was aware of its existence, right. which is rare in the other times I've been on listened to the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. so this is definitely like, oh, this is like a game people play on mm-hmm. a larger scale. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a platformy. It's a it's a platformer, right? Like it's a run around, jump, and you know. It's that's that's kind of like what the game is. I I sort of I forced the I forced the issue to play this game because I was like I feel <laughs> like a fucking straight up phony. You know we're doing this podcast and talking about indie games and we haven't played like one of the landmark of the, indie games of the last five years. Yeah, exactly. Like one of the yeah, and uh, I'm I'm really so glad. you wanted I beat to play it, it because you okay. Uh, oh, you beat it. Yeah, or I mean, like I beat it, you know. But then, right, like, you didn't get you all the strawberries. You get to the end, yeah, and then they're like, "Yeah, there's more you could do." Um, I had a blast. I love this fucking game. Oh yeah, this I'm game's a, this game's great. It's fucking cool. This is fun as shit. <laughs> there's not, there's not, there. It's it's a really, really well designed, well made games. Uh, in a lot of ways, the. Controls so what are would you, super tight and super responsive. The graphics. So what would you guys, fun. what would you guys like pitch as like like what is it about to you? I think that's interesting because that was one thing I was kind of figuring it out. It's yeah. like you're climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the premise of the whole game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're this character, Madeline. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, there's at some point. I mean, I, I you know, spoil. There's spoilers here, right? But it's like there is this sort of like inner uh, depression or whatever that this character kind of has, who who becomes personified, and and I think there's two things. One is that the the woman who made this is trans, and while they were making it, they were not, uh, I think, quite out yet. So Maddie is um you know so i think that there's there's probably some aspects of sort of like having this sort of inner self who you're grappling with and trying to figure out um you know kind of like that you maybe don't like but are you know it is part of you right like i think that um 
you know, we've encountered a handful of games or we've encountered this this kind of trend that is sort of like. Puts, yeah, I was um, wondering if, if we'd get into this because this is the classic thing. It's like it's a game about something that it's not about. You know what I mean? Which it's usually a game about you. anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, is a which, thing that bothers me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like these games. Well, what bothers me is these games that just sort of then don't do this work right like don't do this like don't make a fun fucking game right like it's like yeah what should be right. front and center is like that you should make a fun game like that is you know for me that's the point right um but if and, game, you have no problem with it no and then yeah, yeah because it's a fun game right. right and then so this this then has this this metaphor that i think tends to brush me the wrong way of like personifying um right mental illness or or whatever right and saying like um you know this is a character who's grappling with this and the villain in in this is their you know depression um but what i find very compelling about it as you move forward is the way in which the mechanics of the game are about you not necessarily defeating or like running away from but also then like learning to cohabitate with that like aspect of yourself that mm-hmm. is and that those mechanics are very fun mm-hmm. as you as you start to be like oh i'm going to start working with this thing like i can't defeat it i can't run away from it i'm going to start working with it like you get a triple jump you start to like jump with her and like have this like fun bounce like the mechanics about that are oh, that's so cool cool like they're so cool and it's like so instead of just doing this kind of like very flat um like i'm just gonna say that this is about you know depression that excuses not having a real game at the center of it it's like no this this, is a capital game capital g game it like cakes in and bakes in this like really fun metaphor that is then yeah it's this is cool this is very it's, well, it's wow very so cool. i would say because i i guess because i played i i i had some time problem with like setting it up for some reason on the itch and and the controls were hard for me at first but then once i kind of got it down i did spend some time with it but i don't think i spent enough time with it well because i was, I, I was kind of I not nine hours it. into this game yeah There's, oh so, okay and if you don't have a gamepad this is a game you have to play with a gamepad you can't yeah you can't i actually oh there i you figured go. out how to yeah. connect uh an xbox controller uh to this because it was so hard it's, i can't <laughs> imagine playing a keyboard to be impossible i do i do the same thing with mine yeah but that sounds great. I love that idea, and I felt like that was what was missing, which is always funny. It's just like, oh, well, of course. Like, if it's a, there's a reason why this is such a popular game, and I was like, kind of like, I feel like something needs to happen. And it's where <laughs> you, I met this kind of adversary that again, I was, I was, it was easy for me to kind of be like, oh, haha, this is like about anxiety, and it's kind of like, yeah. why set a world that's like grounded in anxiety when you like die infinite amount of times? And you can like double jump. It's like, why are we spending this time talking about like your anxiety? Maybe uh, these infinite deaths might be contributing <laughs> to <laughs> the anxiety you feel about going through. But, but that's interesting because I feel like that's a sign of a good story, right? When you spend enough time in it and you start pushing up against it, 
it like reveals something new to it. Well, just, I didn't hit that yet. There's even yeah. an element of it in that first interaction with anxiety where you're getting chased by anxiety. You know what I mean? But the reality of the chase is that anxiety, that the anxiety can only follow where you've already gone. So a big and part, that's of, part of figuring out how to beat that. Exactly. Puzzle. So, yeah. and that's very interesting where it's like, actually this thing is just completely inside of you. So like you can only do what you've already done. Like, and it's only, it's well within your ability to control this thing if you just pay attention to it and don't just like give into it completely and if you don't panic which i think is what happens sometimes in this game there's a lot of times when it's about like planning what it is having a plan measuring it and then like executing on that plan and occasionally you can kind of like create these sort of like big high stakes improvisational moments and stuff like this but it's a very precise specific game you know like you need to to understand how you're going to interact with a specific room. And that's why the dying coming back and having sort of no penalty for that is so important because you have to learn how to do it by doing it, you know? Yeah. It's a, uh, it, and the music they, fucking rips. The music's awesome. The music's cool. Ugh. Um, they designed it with speed running in mind, mm -hmm. which I think is like a cool and sort of smart, like, thing to do right just sort of be like oh and it was it was picked up very quickly by the speed running community like this like speed sense. runners were like oh yeah like absolutely i love this thing right like i think that it almost because even i like because every level is so difficult and it's so and requires that precision i felt like i was like um like learning piano as I was like playing, th yes, like you would have to exactly. just sort of be like, oh, I know what I'm going to do here and here. And that's sort of like what I guess like these people that are really into speedrunning sort of stuff kind of do. Um, that's interesting. I'm not because as a, as in the way that I like to play things, I don't love that style of thing. Yeah. Like, like I, agree. I, I guess it's like kind of like, you know, uh, I'm always talking about it. Free solo. <laughs> Uh, like, like that, that was, that was, I just go on and on about it. And then the mountain climber talks about how he basically takes every step and figures out the best step and then goes back down. And that was really like eye opening to me. And that was really cool of like, Oh, cause you're actually planning is like, you're improvising, uh, like this route to mountain climb. I think that's amazing for mountain climbing for video games. I kind of just want to like bust in and like but like it, have a, a little more fun mountain climbing but they're in like i just <laughs> no it's fine i think no 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 i think you, i'm also not a like uh i'm not always immediately attracted to um you know the the thing where you have to like really learn the the aspect of it I, at some point because i was also like i was trying to get all the strawberries and and today i was like i just need to finish this fucking game you know right? what they said it is like the strawberry thing is so funny because it, it really like i am not a completionist at all and when i saw that they were like oh you don't have to get the strawberries i was like oh great like i can just there's a whole harder version of this game that I don't have to play at all that I can just enjoy like the graphics and like kind of play at the base level and still have an absolute blast doing it. Like that felt awesome to me. I guess I, I, I it's so funny because when they said that exact same thing to me, don't worry about the strawberries. I got like mad. Like, I'm spending all this time getting these stupid strawberries. They don't even 
it's like they don't even do nothing <laughs> so i just had such an opposite reaction that's very funny there but also- um, there's this really great moment in the game where it's like in the i think the second level you it's like you've gotten like the the double jump finally like you can pass through stuff and you walk out onto sort of a kind of like uh, a little overhang and then there's just like a snowy like landscape in front of you and the really heavy pixel chiptune kind of music like cuts out and it's just piano underneath it playing the theme and mm. there's no reason to have that there other than it's just sort of this nice quiet contemplative moment you know what i mean it doesn't serve any kind of service or anything going on and <laughs> it it i just like w- like sat there for like 10 minutes like not doing anything just like listening to the music and like vibing on what it was like i that it, it was, was so cool it was yeah it, this game's a, a big vibe you know what i mean it's another vibe interesting yeah i it was cool i mean it looks great obviously it's like it's challenging in a fun way um uh, but why they're okay. This is not necessarily about Celeste, uh, the game, this games in general, why there gotta be spikes, why there gotta be spikes every, uh, where did spikes come? How come every, how come so much of every game, the main problem is spikes. <laughs> it's just like spikes blocking your way. Like where does, where does that even come from? And I it's guess true. I found I mean, myself like, ruminating. If you, if you were, if you grew up and you were like, your parents were like, you're not going to leave the house to go out into the world until you're 18 years old. And you've only grown up on these video games, like specifically indie video games. Spikes. You would you would be so worried that there were like so many spikes out there. So many spikes. Eric, does this pass the spike test? I think it does. And what I love about this and in regards to the spike test is I think there were spikes maybe in the first world. But it eventually gets to like, there's like weird craggles or yeah. like blobs oh, or like, you know, yeah. like, and that like, that I think is a great, uh, I think this is a great example for uh, if you're like, you know, making a platformer and you're like, oh, what if I don't want to do spikes? Yeah, got all sorts of weird craggles and goofs <laughs> in, in Celeste. Play Celeste and get inspired about things that are not spikes that you still just have to avoid. Um, you know, there's like, yeah, you don't you want to like run away from voids and shit like that. I don't know. This 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 game's got this game's got something something going on. I'm telling you. Final thoughts. I am a play. It's fucking awesome. There's a reason it was so well received and it was such a breakthrough indie hit. Um it's i think if you bought the bundle you already know it's in there and you've probably already played it um but if you haven't it's it's well well worth picking up it's it's the art is also very very pretty i'm at the level right now i think i'm at like the level after the hotel where there's wind and you're kind of like zipping around oh i fucking hate that wind i mean like you know like it's you know like i understand that like video games have to have things you don't like sometimes but god that wind and absolutely annoyed me yeah the wind there was a lot going on with the wind um brian what do you think uh yeah i i got to about the hotel so i did spend some time with it but not a ton um and i wasn't loving it but you guys kind of convinced me to uh to play through it because i i would like this to be great i just wasn't having a great time at the moment but i think i was coming in with my own kind of expectations of 
an indie game with a bunch of spikes and <laughs> a, an, a, a, a metaphor about anxiety. <laughs> so yeah, it, but yeah. hey, that's just like any type of you know, like a pop song could be great. You know, like things that you might be adverse to can do a really good job. So I'll probably keep playing it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm a play on this. I think um, you know, like. We've encountered games where you sort of ask, like, okay, like, you know, like this, like, I've played platformers before, right? Like, why is this different? Like, why am I uh, excited about this? Why why should I keep playing it? And, and the reason for, for this game, I think, is, like, they designed a very fun platformy game that is uh, a puzzle. Like, it's, like, different puzzle levels. So if you're into, like... Uh, you know, jumping around and being very precise and like being kind of challenged by your platform game. This is a hundred percent a game uh, you should play. I think it's also like a really great example of how to, in a video game, tackle something um, about, you know, about mental health and do it in a way that feels organic and sort of part of the game as opposed to a, you know, like uh, a reason for you to kind of like get to bait people in, right? Like this is, it, this is just sort of like, I think well-designed art. Um, and, uh, and I think that that's one of the, the big reasons that it's, it's been uh, so revered. So it's, it's really well done. It's a really, I think, smart and uh, cool game. The final game, uh, Jotun Valhalla Edition from the Bundle for Palestinian yep. Aid. Um, this is by Thunder Lotus that also did another game um, that we played uh, a few times ago um, The uh, from the Summertime Selects Bundle, which was uh, oh, Sundered. Yeah, Sundered. Yeah, it's got a similar feel. It's, it's also... Um, it's a, so this is an action 2D boss battle exploration hand-drawn Norse set game. Uh, Jotun is a hand-drawn action exploration game set in Norse mythology. In Jotun, you play Thora, a Viking warrior who died in inglorious death and must prove herself to the gods to enter Valhalla. Explore vast regions of Norse purgatory to find ruins to unleash the Jotun, giant Norse elementals. Fight them using only your massive two-handed axe, the blessings of the god, and your skills! Exclamation. Um, uh, yeah, so you run around, it's, it's hand-drawn, uh, and, uh, you run around, you got this axe, and it is, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like a top-down, like, isometric kind of perspective. You're mm -hmm. interacting with the world, it, 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 I, it's weird that, like, I don't know, this game's fun, like, it's a cool game. I don't really get why, like... Something like this doesn't break through a little bit more. You know what I mean? I, There's maybe not a lot to it, but like I, don't I, I could tell you, I could tell you why it didn't break through more, buddy. Um, I was not a fan of this game. Oh. Um, and and I, as I go, the people go. So <laughs> I yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm, people's uh, player, man, and it was not for me. I kind of I do. It's so funny that Sundered is also made by the same uh, developer here because I find Sundered so much more fun to play. Like the mm -hmm. battle mechanics in Sundered is was so 
tight and so delightful. Like it was so fun to fight stuff in this game. It was not fun to fight stuff. And mm-hmm. it didn't like no fighting the game, mechanics at all that were fun or easy. The the game really it was so focused on the art and the style, which I think are so cool. Like the art is so cool in this. And every time like you encounter a thing and the, the camera pans back and you see the scale of you to like this big thing, like that was so cool. And the gameplay was like so oh, um, second yeah secondary oh, thought um, yeah i think yeah and so like it starts with you just sort of running around and like you just need to avoid like poison plants right like that's that's right yeah that was my experience of it the beginning of this game where you're running around with a battle axe is like run away from poison plants and try to and like the maps are so but there's so much walking around it's like the <laughs> biggest place in the world and it's funny because they do they will mess with scale where it's like suddenly you're really far away suddenly and then you pull in and you're really close but it's just kind of irrelevant it's just like there's a bunch of like earth tones that are somehow delineating like space and it's like is this a wall is this like uh is this a bridge is it can i go go on this thing it's just like i don't know it's a bunch of gray it's kind of like the reason why people don't want to go to purgatory is because it's just this gray drab nothing ever happens place and that's exactly what this video game well, is. you're fucked dude you shouldn't have bugged your dad to let you yeah, buy a video you're going to purgatory i ain't going to purgatory you're going to purgatory because you got the spot video game man. <laughs> it's you and the noid in purgatory just there dealing with it or the uh, man, the no, no, the real yeah, man we'll named playing Jotun, you know. Uh, I, you, I think you know. I, so the, the my biggest critique of this game, I didn't make it past the first boss. Did any of you guys? Um, met, yeah. you beat the the, the, the a, big plant lady. Yeah, it was a slog. I I felt mm-hmm. compelled to. Mm-hmm. Um, you Here, really here's, gotta... my question. here's my question for you, Eric, because you know it's the classic Metroidvania thing. You learn the boss's patterns and then you do it. I played against the boss three times. The third time, I got very close to beating it. I was like, I could get this in a second, but I didn't feel that compelled to keep on going. For a game that really says it's about exploration, do did do, do the next levels make you want to explore anymore? You know what I mean. So, so here's the thing, right? Like, you you fight this plant lady. It's like a pain in the you know like you've only fought one other thing up until this point right, right. which is like a skeleton kind of walks out of this place right like and and you've chopped at these like vines coming out of the ground again it's all hand drawn it looks like a fucking cool like 80s disney movie you know just yeah, sort that of like boss was fun though a bit frustrating it was like kind of cool and trippy like there's something so, there in that so you eventually so like it's it just goes from like zero to a hundred like it's just sort of like you got these vines you chop them down it doesn't do, it means nothing right and then like you this boss lady is like so, so difficult and like you really gotta like you know, move around in a specific way and hit her, you know, at the right times and she dies and you feel like real cool. And then right after that, you go to um, the Northern Lights and you're inside of the Northern Lights and you're walking around the Northern Lights. Spoilers. (laughs) Holy shit. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you can beat the... So and it looks fucking cool. And you're like, I'm wandering around the Northern Lights. This is awesome it looks so cool and you're wandering on the, the northern lights and and the, the next thing that you do is there's a um a uh like a like a um 
what's the like the signs of the stars in the sky? No, constellations. A constellation. <laughs> and there's these torches. There's these torches, and you realize that you have to make the torches light up in the way of the constellation. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's like a little zigzag thing. And the next thing is this insane looking constellation and these millions of torches. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, no, I'm not playing. I'm not going to make these torches into another constellation. Like, no. I ain't at uh, Grandma Sally's. I don't need to do connect the dots on my place. Yeah, I'm not like it's I'm not in third grade learning North North mythology, like smack these torches. I was so it was like so it was so frustrating because I, there was so much. It, right. When you play an ugly looking shitty game, it's it's like, oh, OK. This sucks. I'm going to move on. This game looks so beautiful. And and the gameplay is such an afterthought to the game that it's they they poured so much like you could tell how much time was poured. You know, can I can I present a hot take? Sure. I don't think it looks good. That's funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't think it it looks like the games that when we did not have Windows 95, we had my dad's work computer, which ran Windows NT. The <laughs> only games that worked on the CD-ROM driver were like cereal box, like in, like educational games. And it had I, the I, same style it had of like had sort a of Math like, Blasters it, it, it video It reminds game. me a lot of, do you, if you guys ever played the Dragon Slayer game for, that was like an arcade game where you pushed one button and it was like the first time it was like, Don Bluth Animation Studios using Cell Animation for an arcade cabinet for the first time. Oh, yeah, that game's awesome. Yeah, that game's Brian, not possibly hard. You should check out, you should, like it. Brian, you should download this game Sundered that is okay. apparently by the same developer, right? Because it's like, that game is so fucking fun. Like, that okay. game is delightful, okay. like a delightful experience. Yeah, interesting. But it's, as compared to this, it, that game is like, is great. I think the fact that it's hand drawn. I don't know. We play so many games that are like, I don't know, that are that are three D animation and stuff like that. I think the you can tell the time and effort that goes that went into yeah. hand drawing this. You know. Yeah, game. I think that's cool and interesting. I just felt like yeah, like you're saying, the gameplay was an afterthought. I hated that like there wasn't. They gave you the map as like a view, but like not where you were or where oh, you began. Yeah, no, like. That was and like there's just like stuff like that where it was like this is they spent a lot of time the music was awesome like you know obviously like there's like a lot of like really cool stuff i thought the voice acting was fun voice acting was really good yeah and it's like Sundered also is a norse mythology game right i don't know if it's explicitly norse but it's it definitely plays in the realm of like magic and mythology and stuff like that and you know how come they how come yeah, there's there's in norse you know why is there no jesus video games huh <laughs> why don't they have jesus as a guy in there huh? have to get to one. It. okay final That's thoughts I'm, I'm a play on this one it's cool it's nice it's funky it's fresh i also like the game studio a lot and but you know i'm it's a soft play this is like if you like sort of isometric uh slasher exploration hacking games check it out but i think you you could definitely skip us if that's not your cup of tea um eric what do you think yeah i'm i'm a, i'm unfortunately a, a pass on this one i uh thought that the hand-drawn animation stuff uh looked 
looked cool um and uh and was let down by um kind of basic gameplay sort of game design in there um yeah that's yeah that's it you've heard you've heard the rest <laughs> you've heard the rest of what i have to say brian what about you pass or well, play guys uh there was no slam dunks there you could not buy any clothes from any stores <laughs> you were never in a cruise ship other than that uh you know, lots to like, but ultimately it's a total pass. If you guys want to find me on the cruise ship, hit me up and, you know, we'll, we'll create some modern mythology on the court. He's looking for his squad folks. I'm, yeah, I'm just a man. Looking for my squad. You know what I mean? That's for damn <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. He's not Jay Oten around over here. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, where can folks find you online and please plug your successful clothing business? It's called Supreme. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, you can find me on Twitter at Brian McGo, or you can follow my successful t-shirt business on Instagram. It's called piss Angeles. Uh, I'm going to come out. uh, I, I print vintage. I print original artwork on vintage t-shirts so it's all an attempt to be sustainable and affordable and cool and uh uh they're fun stuff and there's goofy designs coming out soon like early 2022 so stay tuned baby hell yeah stay tuned baby hell yeah (laughs) are you is is are you allowed to plug the americana is was that legitimately an americana at brand memes yeah oh yeah we made that like me and the americana meme page which is uh, a secret uh identity um <laughs> for you guys to know and not blow it um it's uh we made that like two years ago really like yeah yeah and uh it's a joy division play for the viewers at home but mm-hmm. uh, in 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 honor of the Americana Mall in Los in Glendale, I'm only uh, seeing it now. Is it is it about to just like blow up that people it, are going to? It's a lot. Around? Yeah, like the the account is a lot bigger, and and somebody got uh, her sister like the shirt, you know, like <laughs> for Christmas, and she posted it, and uh, people were like, "Oh my god!" And I think it. I've been making T-shirts for like almost a year now, so kind of people with some concentric circles in that meme page. Like we're like, oh, cool! Brian makes T-shirts, so it has been around. Uh, you can go to T Public, <laughs> where uh, you could buy Americana meme shirts, and you should because Americana memes is very funny, especially if you live in LA. Although I found out a lot of people who don't know anything about LA love that uh, page as well. It's very yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, uh, so that's Brian. He's plugging the Americana Mall in Glendale. <laughs> yeah, go to Americana. Yes. The park at the Galleria. Park at the Galleria. Walk over to the Americana. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll catch you next time, Brian. Oh, wow. That was great. Oh, Alex, you know what? I think that you and I are getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think, uh, Eric? Did you have fun or did yeah. you, know, you had fun? Yeah, fun I had podcast. fun. I had fun. And we're about to have fun all over again because next week we're joined by the wonderful and talented Dylan McKeever. 
Oh, hell yeah. Dylan, a uh, friend of mine, and uh, she's so fucking funny. She is really, and, really funny. Uh, we have a great convo. Uh, and if you don't follow her on, um, you know, the apps, you probably should. If you don't follow her on the apps, you might as well be taking a naps. <laughs> what games do we play? Uh, we're playing What Comes After from the Palestinian... Uh, excuse me. We're... We are playing What Comes After from the Palestinian Aid and World Land Trust Bundles by Rolling Glory Jam, an interactive fiction, adventure, 2D, casual exploration story, rich game. Can Androids Pray, Red Edition from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle by Natalie Clayton, a visual novel, interactive fiction, alternate history, experimental, female protagonist, horror, mech narrative uh, game. And Hidden Folks from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle as well as the World Land Trust Bundle by Adrian DeJong. A 2D black and white casual feel-good hand-drawn hidden object hiding nonviolent people touch-friendly game. It is not an episode to miss. Listen. Listen, <laughs> fam. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there or wherever you get podcasts, please. It does help. And uh, track us out on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. You can also go to www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com to see our website oh wow amazing yeah. look at this i'm there, there right now and it's true you can you can just do that you can do that in fact if you want to if you want to test drive our website listeners and send me some feedback uh alex and matt gave me no feedback <laughs> and it's really then the website's really suffering for it <laughs> it's like a real piece of shit um no, 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 no. It's really great. It's really great stuff. I've been saying that I'm going to do it for a year. <laughs> it's honestly been probably a little over a year. So this is exciting. Yeah, but things, time is different in COVID. And we're in COVID again. We've always been in COVID. Um, Alex? That's, that's COVID, Jake. <laughs> can we say, can we, can we end this? Let's end it. I love you. I love you too. Bundle Buddies is produced by Matt Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.